and welcome to Point of Origin episode 70, the show where the good news is this is the last episode Catherine Powers will, will ever write for this show. Thank the sweet Lord Baby Jeebus. I mean, I'm just, I'm so done with this woman. She has one more where she wrote the story, but someone else did the teleplay. And I didn't like look into the details, but I can, I would honestly kind of assume it's going to be the follow up to the, the hanging thread that's in this episode would make sense to me. I would assume it's the uh, follow up. Yeah. But then the only other time her name shows up is for another clip show episode when they say excerpts from episodes by. Right. So, she's so just this is the last that. one that she had her hands entirely over. Bye. Yeah. I can't. Here's the thing. There's been one or two episodes where like her her poisoned views of society haven't invaded the episode enough to make it a miserable experience right but like this one is bad this one is so bad guys <laughs> i'm just going to okay wait 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 you're not anywhere <laughs> near the mic <laughs> no you're good it's good i'm just i'm just trying to count real fast how many times i actually bothered to type out fuck this episode or some variation therein. While you're counting, I'll say, uh, I didn't take notes for this episode. Because nothing fucking happens in here that's not entirely predictable or annoying as hell. I was like, I'm not writing down notes for this episode. I remember the important things. There's nothing important here. We're done. Five minute episode today, guys. We're out. <laughs> I mean, we, we do have to talk about this episode because, like I said, there is a hanging thread right, that will right, come back still. later on in this show. On that note, though, I did count, and counting my texts to you, it is yeah. 24. Oh 24 my different God. times. I typed out or wrote out some variation of, fuck this episode, dear God, I hate this episode, wow, fuck this episode. Um, there's one I say, uh, Jesus fucking Christ, let this nightmare of an episode be over, please. <laughs> At one point, I literally just slammed on the keyboard a few times, so I did the whole, like, all that thing. And then I typed out, I really hate this episode, of course she managed to squeeze in fridging, too. Hmm. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so those are the, un the unique ones that stood out. The thing is, all of the issues with her writing outside of fridging is new for her. Um, but like, wait, no, no, she fridged, um, uh, Kara? Kara? Oh, shit, what's her name? The one decent female character Catherine Powers has ever written. Kira? No, that's not it. It was something like Kira. Something along those lines. Yeah, it was, she, she was on the, uh, the Thor's planet, right? Yeah, the yeah, Thor's yeah. The Thor's chariot planet? Yeah. Um, God, whatever the hell her name was. But, like, all of the things we've complained about Catherine Powers writing before, it's just just rewatch one of those episodes. We don't need to talk for 30 minutes about the the internal misogyny this woman is suffering from. Because it's. Honestly, this woman I, I, honestly I feel hates sorry women because she likes her. to punish women. That's the thing. She likes to punish women. Yeah. Uh huh. Throughout this entire episode, I kept being reminded, even though it had nothing to do with it. Like, and I cannot stress it. I cannot stress this enough. It had nothing to do with it. But it once again reminded me of that episode of DS9 where I was I was watching it with my uh, husband. And as the episode started, I said, you know, written by. And I was like, I'm, f I'm sorry, fucking what? <laughs> the episode called uh, Fena. And it has uh, Sally Richardson in it, which is really too bad that she got dragged into that because she's yeah, excellent. Yeah, I love Sally Richardson. Right? She's awesome. Uh, she was the only reason I watched I Am Legend because she's in it for like five seconds in the beginning. And then she gets yeah. fucking killed. And so I'm like, well, Aww. cool. That's, yeah. Well, it's not like that movie was good anyway, so we're good. Right. Anyway, um, the whole point I'm getting at here is 
is with Fena, it's a chick who uh, her her species mates for life, and she can't handle the fact that she mated to a fuckwad. So I guess uh, their species is like partially psychic or whatever, so or telepathic or whatever. So they uh, in a times of like extreme emotional distress or whatever. Or I guess in this case, you know, hardcore depression. They just kind of go into a coma and then create an actual new personality that manifests kind of like a like a hologram except not because it's you know tangible yeah and it's a completely different person that gets to roam around but it kills the host it's like the stupidest fucking concept it's bad it's a bad episode but literally it's all about a woman who falls in love at a young age and then gets punished for it like this woman no matter what show she's writing for no matter what she's doing she has to punish women i mean the episode that shall not be named is pretty fucking obvious what's going on there <laughs> brief all candle. of her shit with brief candle all of her shit with uh Ooh, teal's family you know with his wife i mean fucking shonic i mean seriously this uh-huh. woman hates women and yep. it's sad you know it's really sad it's bad enough watching men go around writing new and you know inventive ways to hurt women but then when a woman joins the ranks it's like really you had like one opportunity here Mm-hmm. You could you could have helped, but you know whatever. Sure, this plan works too. It's unfortunate. Um, so I'm Mel and I'm Liz, and today we are covering season four, episode four, Crossroads, which, as we've already spoken about, it's written by Catherine Powers. But thank goodness it's the last time we have to deal with this shit. <laughs> we try, we try not to immediately judge that, like. Oh, this sh- this episode is gonna be shit. Catherine Powers is writing it, but it's like she does it to herself. It's not like she's ha- she hasn't had opportunities to not suck, okay? Yeah. And Peter Deloise directs. He can't save this episode. Yeah, no, Peter Deloise. Um, not not his best. He honestly he was has like probably desperately just trying to counteract her writing with the the directing of the really because honestly, I, I felt know, like man. he over intensified every single thing for. No reason. Maybe maybe, maybe you're right. Interesting. Actually, I literally, as I was saying it, literally as I was saying it, I was like, oh wait, no, no, never mind. If you have literally a, a gaping void for an episode to fill, what are you gonna do yeah. but overdirect? Um, I'm not sure if that excuses it though entirely, no. because in, no. it, with the exception of like one cool-ish chase scene that's still way too choppy. Oh yeah, towards the end. Was. Except with the exception of like that, there's really nothing that's actually well directed in this episode, and I and I mean that because it's just it's a lot of stupid close-ups, it's a lot of the moments that are held are the wrong ones and it's you know it's just it's it's not it's not good i'm not i'm not a fan no yeah just not a, not a fan. uh yeah so i guess we can just talk about this episode huh <laughs> um starts like every episode with an alarm at the gate there you go and, dude i actually uh, forgot how it opened for a second i was like I, yeah how, I, how does that's why start? i paused it- for a second i'm like how does it open again and the alert's going off, and they're like, oh, we're getting Braytac's signal. But Braytac's actor was like, I'm not going to appear in an episode written by this woman. <laughs> so Honestly, Tony Amendola Yeah, he made the right choice. Uh, yeah, no, he he does not come here. through. A woman comes through who, when she first walks through, I was like, I have to know her from so- somewhere. I have to. So I started looking her up while the episode was playing, and I was like, I mean, she was in one episode of Murder, She Wrote, which I probably saw, but, like, I don't think that's where I recognize her from. And then as I was watching the episode, I was talking to you, and you're like... She looks like fucking Elvira, well, man. What, what brought it up was I was like, I hope that's a bad wig and not her hair. Because if that's her real hair, that's unfortunate. 
And that's where you said she looks like Elvira. And I was like, that's that's, that's why I was like, is, yeah. she looks familiar. Yeah. The way they poof up her hair and then the way they did her eye makeup, she's made up to look like Elvira. Mistress of the Night or whatever the hell her title was. I think A little before exactly my era. <laughs> well, here's the thing. Um, uh, She just came out. So now hell that means yeah. I have a shot. So I should probably do some <laughs> research. I know she's in a committed relationship. I know that's the whole point of her coming out. Yeah. But, you know, she can have toys. I mean, if anyone's going to have toys, wouldn't it be Elvira? Like, at the very least, I can submit my petition. Yeah. But unfortunately, we're not talking about Elvira today. We're talking about Sadly, we're talking about her shitty, uh, yeah, her her shitty knockoff. Yeah, her shitty knockoff, who comes through, and Jack looks at her and goes, Raytech, your hair is different. (laughs) Kudos to you, Richard Dean Anderson. As usual, you, you do your best. Yeah, he tried. <laughs> you started it off as strong as you could. You gave it as much of a boost as you could. It's Here's not the your thing. fault. It's not your fault. I think Sam was given absolutely nothing to do, which doesn't shock me. And at least Catherine didn't, like, make her character bad. So it's almost preferable that she gave Sam right? nothing to do. Oh, no, no. I, I would far prefer nothing over, right? like, assault or something, because that's all she's capable of doing. Daniel and, so, Michael Shanks and Richard Dean Anderson do their best to salvage scenes therein. Teal'c is given so much shit. Christopher Judge is a great actor. He's bad in this episode because he's given nothing good to work with. He's given everything bad to work with. Do you know what I did after I finished the episode? I went straight to YouTube and I looked up the new uh, God of War Ragnarok trailer again. Oh, yeah. And rewatched it to remind myself that this guy is such a good actor that he can make me feel things through voice acting alone. And Speaking then I was of, like, okay, I cool. I send you an image. Hang on. So, yeah, if it, I just had to remind myself that if, if I hate him in an episode, if I hate his portrayal, if I hate everything that is Teal'c, it's not Christopher Judge's fault. It has no. to be a combination of something else. <laughs> because, Check your phone. like I said, I fucking loved that trailer. I, I'm, I just, I also just found out they're not intending to do a trilogy. They're really just doing a sequel because games take so long to make now. They're yeah. like, yeah, we can't invest that long. This is it. This is the wrap up. And I'm like, do you hate me? At least they're not rushing it. Yeah, they're no, not I'm, rushing I'm not it. mad, but I wanted more Christopher Judge. Yeah, I, get I you. wanted more Christopher Judge. Yeah. He had better start doing other shit. Yeah, yeah, anyway. for sure. That's not funny. Yes, it is. God, I haven't seen that movie in so long, and it took me a a full second. I was like, what? Oh, no. (laughs) Fuck you. It's a very good movie. How dare you? A goofy movie is peak cinema. (laughs) Peak cinema. Yeah, yeah. That that movie is so old, the X Games were still cool. Yeah. (laughs) Anyway, so we got ourselves distracted again because we hate this episode. Because we don't want to talk. So... Bray Tech didn't come through. Um, it's a woman named Shaunak. Apparently, she and Teal'c knew each other as younger people. And they... She must have had in all caps, bold letters, underlined, sexual tension starts now. Yeah, Because, right. like, they're just, like, getting in really close to each other. They're, like, intense eye contact. And this horrible, whimsical, romantic music is playing... As they're looking and talking to each other. It's it's miserable. But she's basically, she's here because she claims to have made contact with her uh, symbiote and convinced it to rebel against the rest of the gold. So, last week, 
you might remember I said something along the lines of fucking Shawnuck. This is kind of what I'm talking about. My voice cracked. I'm so mad. Um, this is kind of what I'm talking about. She's, I can't say it's just women because mm-hmm. it's a thing that happens literally constantly, regardless of gender. It has to do with story more than anything. You know, people have to be stupid in order for these things to happen. Yeah. But she is so startlingly dumb. (laughs) It it fucking hurts. Like, it fucking hurts. Like, the concept that she... um, You know, like, uh, something I say a lot. I cannot be the first person to think about this. Because I can't. Like, this is not hard. So the fact that she thinks that she's literally the first person in fucking millennia to attempt this kind of communication and succeed. And I mean that in the sense of, like... She was a holy person, and I'm, I'm, I call horse shit on the fact that, oh, it would have been covered up. Nope. She would have <laughs> heard whispers. Rumors are a thing. Myths are a thing. Stories are a thing. There's no way in fucking hell somebody... If this was known in any way, somewhere along the line, there would have been a whisper of it. But there isn't. Yeah, there's wi- there was whispers of the... Uh... There was whispers of the Ascension place. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. But there's an, you know, a glaring knot... <laughs> You know, there's a glaring void of that here, which, again, it's not like that's a flaw. That just means that this is not a concept that, you know, comes up a lot. That would even be a good thing. Hell, I, that could be like, hey, good job, Catherine. You actually came up with a new point. Hi, hi kitty. I got so incensed. She's like, are you okay? <laughs> you okay, mom? Um, you gonna be okay? No, no. <laughs> Nothing's ever gonna be okay again. I've seen this episode too no. many times. But this would be known, and and it's not. So that means that she must think she's the first person to figure this out. Mm-hmm. I guess I just don't get art. I just don't get that level of arrogance uh-huh. <laughs> where you think that you are that successful at this. It's like, how? 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 I don't know, man. How does, any, how does anyone buy this at any point? It's almost as if they're dumb because these things have genetic <laughs> memory. It's almost as if they're dumb. Like, Powers even contradicts herself here because there's later scenes where Teal'c is given visions by a demonstrably young symbiote yeah a goal old snake it is able to clearly indicate its feelings so on so on and even send a message of a sort yeah it's doing that as a child i know the concept is that you know she raised it otherwise but mm, 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 mm. Hmm. the idea that it's an adult with a fully fledged genetic memory something they fucking know to be fact yep I don't care how much you think you've influenced this thing growing up. It's almost as if there's tons of kids, uh, adults, who don't talk to their parents because they had, you know, shitty childhoods. You can do whatever the fuck you want. Queen Victoria had a very specific childhood, and yet she came out of that and went, hey, guess what? Fuck you. And (laughs) literally did her own damn thing anyway. And that was after tried and true conditioning. I mean, attempted therein. So Mm -hmm. what I'm getting at here is adults wouldn't... Unless she's literally conditioning this thing, which I don't think is the point they're trying to get at here. No. She's literally arrogant enough to think that she actually managed to just guide this thing through pure maternal instinct or whatever to the light. Mm -hmm. And I'm just, I can't buy that anybody is that dumb slash arrogant. And I live in a world where fucking Bezos exists, okay? Like, Like, I understand there's technically evidence to the contrary, but mm. Fuck if I believe it. Even with this episode, I can't. I just can't. So that it, it's, I just can't with this whole episode because from the get go, it's like, how does anything happen? How does anyone buy this shit? How is she buying this shit? 
Not to mention, when Teal tries the thing that she said worked for her, he doesn't get actual direct communication, which, I don't know, might be because he's got a younger one. But, like, the, the rules don't seem to correlate with each other, you know? Yep. It's bullshit. Yeah. It is bullshit. And, yeah, so she... <laughs> but I do like that she says this, and Jack's like, is that possible? And as she's saying yes, Teal goes, no. <laughs> I can't even give Teal kudos here for not being stupid right off the bat because he just so rapidly goes down Stupidville solely because of, I'm guessing, a boner? Like, I mean, honestly, here, it's like, ooh, chemistry, now I believe, I don't know. I always get <laughs> that intuitive know, crap where it's like, no, I know them. It's like, dude, I'm married to a guy I know very, very well, and I love him, but if he told me something that batshit stupid, I'd be like, you know what, honey, you're gonna, I'm just gonna need you to uh, bear with me here. We're, we're gonna need to do some... Uh, some verification first. <laughs> like, I'm not just gonna be stupid solely because I care about somebody. I don't, I don't right. know. Uh, but yeah, so they get her to, like, you know, sit down and explain all this shit. She basically says that she goes into this really deep Kelnoreem that, like, apparently has been told, don't do that. Yeah, like, the it's Jafab specifically told, forbidden. Don't go that deep. Okay, shit, so... This does kind of undermine what I said a little bit in the sense of I guess this counts as that whisper because I guess in a way that the goal will have figured this out. But I still go back to the arrogance thing. I might I might have a little less of a, you know, a thing to stand on here, but I still feel like it's it's, the soapbox is still. Yeah, fairly solid because she's still really stupid to think that like, okay cool. This has been banned for a while. Maybe it's not banned because they're like, oh, oh, no, it's a weakness. Maybe they're doing it because it's like, well, seriously, like it's just there's no point and you'll waste your fucking time. And, and also, you'd really might rather not die, have to deal with this. Because that's the whole thing, is they say that, like, it's the reason that you're able, like, theoretically, the reason she's able to connect with the symbiote is because she gets so close to dying with it or whatever. Yeah. And also, like, it's really annoying having to go get new incubators every time one of y'all Absolutely. does something stupid like this. It literally has nothing to do with weakness. I totally mm-hmm. get the concept of trying anything once. Like, I mean, you tell me not to touch something hot, I'm going to touch it. That's how I learned not to touch it, you know? Right. There's two kinds of people, and I just feel like the the majority of Jaffa are probably people who at most would try something like maybe once, and upon getting that close to death would get uncomfortable at the very least, or, you know, would get one of these visions and go, oh, okay, that's why. That's not great. You know, our gods don't like that. (laughs) You know, that kind of shit. God or not, it has uh, feelings, right? (laughs) But that'd be, like, the most you would see. And I feel like, honestly, it wouldn't even be that high of a percentage doing that because these people, for the most part, are pretty heavily indoctrinated. Mm-hmm. I don't even really buy why this bitch decided to randomly go into that state. I mean, she's associated with Braytac, so you would assume she's part of the resistance, right? Well, that's the thing is, she says at some point, I now believe them to be false gods. And they're pretty damn vague, and I'm guessing on purpose. <laughs> they're pretty damn vague about when or why she decided this. They don't really specify mm-hmm. it. She just goes, oh, yeah, since, you know, I guess you overthrew some people, I've started to think about it. It's like, <laughs> okay, um, honestly, if you're that weak-willed. <laughs> yeah, I don't know, man. <laughs> I got so many, I just, ugh. <laughs> this episode's stupid and confusing. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, so she says, you know, I managed to talk with it, and I managed to convince it that the rest of the gold world are bad, and he wants to join with the Tok'ra. And sure. they're like, okay, uh, why should we believe any of this? And she's like, oh, you have my word. And they're like, yeah, that, that means jack shit, woman. 
I mean, at least they're all not stupid here. Yeah. It, it, it makes it worse when they go stupid later. But. Yeah, so basically what winds up happening is the only thing they need to do uh, to at least tentatively believe her is for Teal'c to also try to do the Kalno Rain thing. And he gets this, like, vision of Sokar, is it Sokar that killed his dad? Which which one? Uh, of Sokar killing his dad, which... Uh, no, Kronos, Kronos, Kronos. Kronos, sorry. Yes, Kronos, as soon Kronos. as you said Kronos, I'm like, no, that was definitely Kronos, because uh, I recognized his face. But... Uh, kudos to the casting for this episode, because first of all, um, the, they cast Mythos later on in this episode. He's wasted in this episode, but at least he'll be back for the, the wrap-up. But Teal'c's dad, he's only on the screen for like 10 seconds altogether. Very attractive fine. man. He is fine, <laughs> yeah. So I had that thing with, um, Shana coming through and I was like, do I know her? And no, it's just because she was made to look like Elvira. Uh, but then when Mythos comes on the screen later, I again had this moment of, do I know him? And then because I'd already realized I was wrong about Shanuk, I just like, nah, I must not. And then I was talking about how good of an actor he was in one scene, and you're like, yeah, that's fucking Mythos. I was like, oh, I do know him. In all caps, I was like, it's Mythos! Nah, yeah, I love him. You're, um, someday when we watch Sanctuary, you're also gonna be happy. He had a recurring role in there, too, as, uh, Dr. Watson. Nice. It was awesome. He was awesome. <laughs> but yeah, um, so all that it takes for them to believe her now is for Teal to actually go in and get some, like, vision sent to him that, like, he obviously wasn't there for, but his symbiote was. And so he's like, oh, she, she's right. It must be possible. That was easy. Which is wild, because all it confirms is that you can get some sort of feeding from the, the symbiote. He doesn't directly communicate with his symbiote at all, and he decides that everything she said is correct. This guy is basically a Freud at this point. Every dream means something and blah, 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 blah. And now, of course, we know it all to be horseshit. So Mm -hmm. this episode is just like that, you know, except you don't need to go any amount of time into the future to be able to look back and go, no, this is just wrong. (laughs) Right. But that's enough for uh, them to contact Tok'ra to bring her... There's also, uh, there's this element of quote-unquote, um, a time limit, because her symbiote has far-reached past the point of maturity where it needs to get out of her. So, I, mm, it's an adult. They've been proven to act pretty stupid, even when they're a teenager. Mm-hmm. I'm going mostly off of Kowalski here. Their genetic memory means that they basically come into life mature. It's literally yeah. just about waiting for the physical body to catch up. And she genuinely believes that this thing is waiting because she asked it to. There's also a creepy bit where she, like, refers to it as her child, and that's just... Ew, 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 I can solidly say, as a non-mother, comparing this to a, to carrying a fetus is, is, is so yeah. wrong. This uh-huh. isn't surrogacy, bitch. No. This is servitude. This, this is, is Handmaiden's Tale more than anything. And that, again, still makes liberal use of a, of a uterus analogy that is not... And I, don't ca- I do not care for your dialogue choice. Did I not Mm-mm. carry it within me? <laughs> ew. Ew. By violation. I mean, ugh. 
I, I really doubt that any anybody who's ever had to think about that concept, much less be in a situation dealing with that, would appreciate this fucking comparison here. No. I hate that. I, I always do that thing, too, where you're like, oh, as somebody who's touched by this, I care. No, you don't need to be touched by no. this to fucking care. This is just fucking creepy. Why the fuck did she think that was okay? That's messed up, right? Like, I'm not alone here, right? The that was twisted. And maybe this is unfair of me to make this assumption, uh, but it's a it's a current thing of discussion, so I can't help but think of it. The, her wording of "Did I not carry it within me?" blah 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 makes me worried that Catherine Powers doesn't have um, good ideas about trans people either. Yeah, no, I uh, I don't think she has an opinion about trans people because that would mean she gives a shit has about to trans acknowledge people. Them. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I feel like she's yeah. more like a J.K. Rowling type, where it's like, yeah, turns honestly, out that's she's exactly actually what just I was a bitch. thinking of. I was like, turns she, out she's uh, actually just a, a a bigot. Yeah, the facts have always been there, like the, all mostly just in the presence of the extreme retroactive um, writing and such, mm-hmm. where it's like no one thought about it until you made it a big deal. Yep. I guarantee you, had she just left it alone and just written new stuff mm-hmm. and actually decided to grow upon realizing that, you know, like, oh, shit, I have a glaring lack of uh, diversity in here. Let's do something about that. My next, right? you know, thing, I'm going, I'm going to do better if I feel like I need to. But no, 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 thing is incredibly no, she, transphobic. Yeah, no, well, I haven't gotten there yet. But no, 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 yeah. this bitch, she throws out a handful of tweets and goes, ta-da, I've... I fixed it. It's all better now. Mm-hmm. And it's like, oh, oh, God, woman. And then she just kept going. And yeah, yeah no, her little bit about that bathroom thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah, childhood dreams, you know, dashed. Whatever. It's cool. It's just, you know, life these days. Uh, but I'm not crying. You are. So yeah, J.K. Rowling could have done literally anything along those lines where it's like your writing wasn't fantastic and it never needed to be fantastic but if you if you thought there was something missing you could have just written more and done better in your next stuff because you could have improved as Mm -hmm. you went it's it's the ten thousand hour rule you can't you can't just start off perfect and fucking Catherine powers to try to bring this back fucking Catherine powers at any point in time, during her long, it seems, writing career with sci-fi, especially with mm-hmm. sci-fi, it always kills me with sci-fi. It's like, you write in the future. This is like when I saw that fucking ad from the 60s, where it's like a woman hoovering the fucking moon. Yes. And it's like, yep, yep, that's why we'd go to the moon, to fucking uh-huh. clean for men. Uh-huh, uh-huh, glad you figured it out, boyos. Anyway, it was like mm-hmm. that. It's like, this bitch, she's, she has such opportunity to write, to really give women a presence and instead she writes this shit she's still better than jk rowling though because she didn't uh, try to retroactively fix anything she just left this shit to lie as it was <laughs> i don't think i've ever read any tweets by Catherine powers going no. that way um but yeah so freaking Catherine powers <laughs> freaking Catherine powers uh so they they bring her to the tokra and they basically immediately set up the situation where they're like look we have a volunteer host for your symbiote. Wait, no, actually, uh, Annis comes through first uh, to talk about it before they'll bring her Anise. in. Anise. Anise. I'm never going to call her Anise. I'm never going to remember it. I'm pretty sure Annis is like a an herb or something. Yeah, it, it is. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so she comes through, hears about it, and they're interested enough to let her in. <laughs> yes, the tits, you know, because they're knockers. They have <laughs> God, I hate um, myself. a younger larva that they can help her uh, to replace her... her 
adult one, and they have a volunteer host that's willing to hold on to the, um, not hold on to, be the new host for her um, adult larva. I like how they just easily grab a new one, by the way. <laughs> They're just like, they just shrug it off. Like, oh yeah, we grabbed a new one, no problem. Never mind that in the Toker episodes, it was supposed to be an issue about them having limited numbers. Oh, also, by the way, are they are they ever going to explain why the current Tokra don't just themselves spawn? I don't know. Um, because they tell the story of Ajiria. I'm assuming there's some very complicated things needed for a queen. I, I guess I just because they've kind of touched on the concept of the queen uh, gold with like Hathor and stuff, but like. Kind of. They haven't explained and, the details of it at all. Yeah, and I know that falls within the line of the show, and sometimes we commend them for that, which is like, yeah, I mean, you kind of have to leave it vague, otherwise, you know, as soon as you start questioning this shit, it all falls apart. I'm guessing it's along those lines, because as soon as you start questioning it, it does fall apart. Like, when you have a limited number, why can't you just have babies? Right. What's the problem here? And again, it's like, if, if there's a, supposed to be a problem, why don't they just say it? Mm-hmm. <laughs> because they keep establishing over and over again, hell, like in this fucking episode, there's just... Baby snakes everywhere. It's not hard to grab. You know, there's there's a tank over there for you to shoot up. There's uh, apparently someone <laughs> to grab today. And in a future episode, there's just going to be a random party that they can shoot down because it's that priestess one with the chick who plays to Paul, but she's in it. She's uh, Teal'c's girlfriend, I think, after Shaunak. You know, the latest one. Mm-hmm. But that one, the one with the priestess who, you know, all the girls keep getting killed. So on. But yeah, that one involves the same kind of storyline where they need to find a fucking Primta, and it's like, okay, cool, let's just go take out this random roving party, and it's like, either this is a problem or it isn't. Right. And you literally established more than once, again and again, that this isn't really a problem, so why is it a problem for the Tok'ra? I can only assume because with the Tok'ra, they don't necessarily want to have, like, they need to have a Tok'ra symbiote instead of a gold symbiote. Like, stealing a symbiote, eventually they'd have to worry about it maturing. I also just realized, now that I was thinking about it, like, I know it doesn't really count because I'm pretty sure the Egyptian gods follow the same kind of rules as, like, the Greek gods and a lot of other gods where they don't really care if they're your sister or not. Fuck away. So, I feel like that falls in the the Egyptian gods as well, or I might just be wrong. I think it is, Um, yeah. Anyway, the whole point I'm getting at here is, um, incest. Uh, yeah. But maybe it's like they don't want to fuck littermates or something. Maybe inbred's an issue. I don't know. Speaking of gods, though, there was one fun little uh, part where Daniel <laughs> Daniel spices up the scene a tiny bit, where he's talking about I don't even I don't even know which goddess he was talking about. Um, I was barely paying attention to the dialogue in this episode. Egeria. Okay. Well, he's like, yeah, the goddess of uh, fountains and childbirth. And then Jekyll goes, "How do those two? relate and daniel just looks at him and goes don't worry about it (laughs) water birth man i mean i don't know how you would connect fountain with water birth but i did just like i liked that whole don't worry about it because like that is an honest reaction to some of like i i almost feel like it showing up in the writing was like Catherine powers was just randomly doing research and she's like why is this so she decided to shove it into her because she had the question but, like, I like, I, I like Daniel's don't worry about it because, like, ultimately a lot of the gods and goddesses had weird combinations of things that they covered that didn't necessarily correlate. Like, that was a common thing where it's like, yeah, I'm the god of cobblestones and boars. You know, it was always, like, 
not all the time, but there were a lot of gods and goddesses in different mythologies that would have strange combinations. So, like, I I liked Daniel, of all people, just being like, don't worry about it. Because, <laughs> like, he's used to, like, the mythology stuff. Like, no, it's this isn't even the weirdest combination, Jack. Don't think about it too hard. <laughs> I just literally thought it had to do with water birth because, like, fountains, pools, you know, like, that's that's totally a thing. I just liked that, like, Daniel's like, don't worry about it, because if you get into mythology, you do kind of just be like, don't don't worry about it, because sometimes they don't make sense. I think the reason that Daniel didn't go into, like, why is because Catherine didn't know, but I think Michael Shanks' delivery of it worked in the don't, don't think about this too much. <laughs> Or if it's uh, Deloise, it's like whatever. Yeah, either of them. I, I I don't like it. I'm just I'm just I'm keyed to hate everything in this episode. Uh, so they take her through the Tokra. They're like, here's the guy that we have. He's volunteered to be the host, and it's Mythos, and he's great. He does this great job of. Uh, he's got a very interesting looking face, but like he does this great job of before he gets the gold in him he ha the way he does his facial expressions he just looks very earnest and keen and then the moment he does have the gold in him his facial expressions are almost exactly the same like if you're not thinking too hard and you just kind of glance at him you'd be like oh he's still got the the interested keen earnest kind of behavior to him but if you actually like look at him there's a he manages to subtly infuse the the gold uh sneer without making it too explicit like you you just have like this feeling where you're like mm, i don't trust this <laughs> it's one of the few subtle things in this episode the way that like if you're if you're ready to believe that he that the gold and her has been telling her the truth then you can still read like the same sort of earnest um focus that he had before uh, so that's, they, the, the casting for this episode is on point. <laughs> so yes, uh, they take her in, they introduce her to Mythos, who's like, oh yeah, uh, my people used to be enslaved by the gold, so I know all the risks, um, I want to help, blah 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 blah. And of course, the moment uh, she's in front of this guy, she has another attack where she's like, it has to come out now, blah, 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 blah. And I also don't like the comparisons to where it definitely feels like, oh, no, the contractions are coming kind of thing, you know? They, they try to point out a potential goof that her, like, dress is both ripped and not ripped at alternating um, shots. I can only it's... assume that there's a hole in yeah, the no, dress Yeah, that's the thing is they immediately counter out. it. They literally immediately counter it with the, that exact same thing because we've seen that the dresses yeah. have those exact little... I don't know what the fuck it is. I, it's that thingy in, like, in the lid where the straw goes. I don't know what the fuck yeah. it's called, but that hole with the spiky thingies. And when I was a kid, I, I always had to stab my finger in there, and I'd always, you know, like, slice my finger because it was sharp as fuck. Um, but, <laughs> um, and you'd think that would have stopped me from doing it, but no. Nah. No. But yeah, so she's like, it has to be done now. And they're like, oh, the transference process isn't ready yet. And they're like, no, no it has to be now. Uh, and Mythos is like, I'm good, I'm ready, I, I, I'm, I'm good to accept this. And this fucking thing just Take flies me. out of her stomach through his throat. First of all, the way, it definitely, uh, 
obviously when it's going into his throat, it's definitely CGI because it looks terrible. But I cannot help but think that the first half of this shot is someone just throwing a plastic gold at him. And there's already some clues that this is not a friendly gold because it doesn't go down his throat like all the Tok'ra. It goes through his throat. It could be forgiven for not knowing the mouth route in terms of like, let's say, you know, it's a Tok'ra thing. Like they all had the same idea because they came from somebody, you know, the same person or whatever. So on, so on. You know, and he's a new, he's a new adult. So it could be, you know, that he just didn't know. Um, I still feel like he would have done the other thing, which is going in from the back. And I know they could argue it's like, oh no, he was desperate. He was literally just going straight, you know, just literally path of least resistance. Blah, blah, woof, woof. I give him no credit. I give the writers no credit. I do give the director credit potentially. Like maybe it was meant to be like a subtle, not subtle, because nothing in this episode is fucking subtle. Nothing in this episode is subtle. From the makeup to the acting to the hair to the costumes. Well, no. If you can Mythos call what subtle. the fuck they Mythos keep putting a niece in a fucking costume. Yeah, no. So yeah, I think it was meant to indicate in a, in a better episode it would have been a, a cool thing. Here's yeah, just like some sort of clue. Is it good? I don't know. <laughs> I've I've forgotten what good feels like. This woman's evidence is so thin from the very beginning. It's like we didn't need a clue. We already didn't believe it. <laughs> You know what, again, a better episode would have been written that, uh, let's say, when they came back and they're like, it hasn't been long enough for us to get any information to even try to give to you. And then they say, yeah, the, the Tok'ra say uh, something along the lines of, we're gonna do our long con. That whole scene should have been, wait, did you're telling me you knew? Yeah, no, we knew. We always knew. We never suspected. We always fucking knew. We were just playing literally all of you because so on, so on. And this guy isn't a naive person who was, like, hoping for the best. He signed up for this because this is what he fucking does. Turns out his symbiote's actually in fucking stasis right now or something because this is, like, what he fucking does. I would have loved that if he, that like, would have he been went good, in knowing he was gonna get taken by a spy. Right? I would have loved like that, that been good. plot. I feel like that would have also utilized the actor better. Oh, 100%. That's a much better storyline instead of Thank you. sacrifices I feel like that was pretty damn made. good. I also want you to know I came up with that literally right now as I was going. Yeah, like, that's that how wasn't we tend to work hard. here. <laughs> well, that's what I mean. It's like, bitch, this wasn't hard. No. These people are literally spies. They are literally spies. <laughs> why would they believe any of this shit? And if they, even if they did, why would their plan be to plan for the best? Plan for the worst and have that be this guy's induction. Because honestly, that would establish it from the get-go what he's in for. Mm-hmm. Like, trial by fire yeah, like, kind of shit. Ultimately, so, you know, he gets uh, a gold. He's like, oh, I'm, I'm cool with it, blah, 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 blah. They check in with the dude. And they're like, we want to talk to him. And he's like, oh, yes, of course. And then, like, the, the quote-unquote human comes forward. And they're like, okay, how can, how can we trust that it's actually him? Because they've already seen that the gold can fake being the human host. They've seen that multiple times. And uh, they're just kind of like, okay, I guess we're leaving him to the Tok'ra. But, and obviously she's got to heal up with the new baby symbiote that they gave her. So they're leaving her with the Tok'ra for now. Uh, But Teal'c basically uh, hooks up with her and is like, oh, there was a a scene where he actually hooked up with her when they were in SG-1, SGC. And he was, like, leaving her room later, and Daniel's trying to talk to him in the hallways, and Teal just keeps walking away as Daniel's talking to him. And I actually like that Daniel's like, can you stop walking? <laughs> no, I'm too busy forgetting I have a family. 
I just like Daniel explicitly like, can you stop walking away from me while I'm talking to you? I don't appreciate that. I choose to see this as a moment of good directing. It's it's representing Teal'c literally walking away from all of his responsibilities yeah. because, again, don't you have a fucking wife? No, no, because they're divorced. But, like, when did they say that? I forgot. Um, when she had a new husband. <laughs> but it was definitely, like, established after the fact that they were he was still calling her his wife and everything. Like, he was still, like, all possessive and in yeah, love. Yeah, but that was, was again, bad Catherine Powers writing, because right. he shouldn't And then there been. was also a recent episode where it was mentioned that he was literally off-world with her. Now, if you wanted to say in a better episode that they could have had a line where it was like, yeah, so it turns out when I was off-world, uh, yeah, that was her literally officially cutting all fucking ties. Wasn't he off-world to be with his son more than her? Well, again, if you wanted to say that in a, uh, more obviously in this episode, it would have been a better way of establishing him rebounding with his ex. Mm-hmm. Like, I feel yeah. like that could have just been a little bit uh, just oh, better written. Yeah. Sometimes you can show, not tell, but this would have been a tell. This would have yeah. been anything. This would have been anything, because it's honestly just establishing more than ever that Tilk's just a fucker. Mm-hmm. He's a fuckboy, and I hate it, because Tilk is not a fuckboy. So he it's kind of Catherine Powers writes her. But yeah, so so they leave her there, but they do leave her there with Teal'c basically saying, I'm going to quit SGC, and when you're all healed up, we can run away and, and have a relationship together. So Which this motherfucker he will leave not SGC leave for his SGC child, for his family, for but his he will child. Leave it for his old girlfriend. But for this motherfucking ex that just came out of the goddamn woodwork. Mm-hmm. Fuck you, Powers. You have no respect for anybody. Not even no. the main characters. This is season goddamn four. They these are established people, and you are literally your 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 presence isn't welcome any longer. I'm sorry. We 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 no longer require your services, okay? Right. But yeah, so he goes back with SGC for now, uh, and pretty much immediately turns around and goes, Hey, I'm I wanna leave. And Hammond's like, sorry, what? And Jack's like, oh, no, no, no. He means, like, a leave of absence. And Tick's like, no, I mean, I want to leave. I meant what I said. But before they can really figure out what the fuck is going on with him, while he's telling SGC about how he wants to leave, we see back in the Toker headquarters, um, Shawnuck has decided to go. She wants to talk uh, in person with the gold that was in her stomach this whole time. Like, she she really thinks she's going to have, like, a real relationship with this guy now. I now guess that it's she can, time like, to visit her child. Ugh. Yeah. Ugh. It's, it's, a. Uh, um, <laughs> but the moment she walks up to him to talk, like, he immediately reveals himself to be, you know, scummy. He's like, how dare you speak to your god that way, blah, blah, blah. And, you know, pretty much instantly kills her. <laughs> Uh, I think it's established that it's not instant, sadly. It's that squish in the symbiote thing. Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, so we don't actually see it. Uh, yeah, but no, but she's, that, no, she's fully fridged, but she's also painfully fridged because it, it wouldn't be a power's work if a woman wasn't being punished for existing. Yep. I got how she's the one who writes this bitch to be an arrogant bitch and then punishes her for it. It's lovely. Yeah, right? It's really lovely. So, so yeah. Um, so while Teal'c is in the middle of trying to explain, no, I want to quit, for this woman that I've never mentioned to you before, when uh, I didn't even leave for my own child. Yeah, I want to quit. Uh, he gets interrupted by the Toker bringing her dead body back through to, like, give Teal'c a chance to say goodbye to her. Like, any, like, uh, prayers or whatever they might want to do over her, you know? Psych. Yeah. What girlfriend? 
<laughs> and he d and then there's a moment where he does like in in you know in gold he does like a little like a little goodbye to her blah blah and daniel decides to translate it and it's like daniel i, I get that this is your job and you don't get many opportunities to translate anymore because everyone speaks english in all of these worlds now Maybe don't translate the very private, personal goodbye that Teal'c is saying to this woman that he was going to quit SGC for. Maybe don't translate that. Also, it's like, we, we got that. Like, it was pretty heavily, it was easily in, implied. Yeah, it wasn't like, the, the subtle. The gist was really... there. You know, it was clearly a goodbye thing. Some sort of ritualistic, at the most, it was, you know, something that you say. I hate that this is what came to mind because the books are shit, but for some reason, Mortal Instruments is what came to mind. Oh, God, uh, so why? <laughs> I'm thinking of the thing that they always say when they die. Here, let's do something better. Uh, the Hundred. The thing that they always say when they know they're dying. I don't remember. It's been a while since I saw The Hundred. But that thing that the uh, groundlings use, the grounders, whatever, groundlings. <laughs> groundlings? <laughs> I portmanteaued uh, grounders and uh, earthlings. I don't remember. It's been a while since I watched. But yeah, but you know what I mean, like that kind of thing. So it could yeah, be like yeah. at the very least like that, or the Klingons where they you know try to hold their eyes open and do that whole death roar. It's a whole thing. Mm hmm. We didn't need the definition. No, no, we didn't. But again, nothing is subtle in this episode. Nope. So Teal says his goodbye, and then he goes to like meditate in his room, and he decides to try the the deep meditation thing again. This time without warning anyone, which is wildly foolish of him, because he already warned about how, like, it could stop his heart and stuff before, and they're like, okay, well, we need to be nearby in case something happens to you in that case. But no, this time he's fine. Clearly arrogance isn't just a go-old trait, it also runs in Jaffa. Yeah, so he goes and does it again, and he sees the vision again, but this time he gets something a little bit different from it. This time he decides it was always meant to be a cruel message from his larva and somehow he knows this <laughs> it's like literally he sees the same exact image that he saw before and before it was enough for him to be like oh she must be telling the truth she must have connected and, and convinced it but this time he sees the same image and somehow decides no no this is him being cruel and uh I, I don't know it's it's the thinnest little it's Nothing makes sense in this episode. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah, it, yeah, no, it doesn't really make sense. It's all gossamer thin. Yep. But yeah, so that happens, and, uh... That could be, that, that's how you can describe this, this entire episode. So, you know, so that, that happened. <laughs> and so he comes back out, and he tells SGC, that, like, uh, SG1 and SGC, that, yeah, her, her larva, her symbiote was bad. I can tell because mine... Uh, sent very cruel images to me. It was like, it, it's, again, it's thin and doesn't make any, it's a, it's a horrible writing. <laughs> like, she, I think she wrote herself into a corner and barely tried to write herself out of one. Yeah, because, so first off, they both, the Tokra both suspect, but also don't immediately know that the symbiote was crushed. That doesn't make sense. Why wouldn't they have done an autopsy? Oh, that, oh, sorry. I actually forgot. The whole reason he knows that sh that the symbiote must be evil. So he does say that, like, my symbiote showed this to me to be cruel. But it showed me how my dad was killed. And it's this whole thing where you crush the symbiote. And then, like, it leaves, like, 
and introduces blood, their blood, blood into their into the Nakwada into their bloodstream, which is an incredibly yeah. painful way to die. And he saw enough of her dead body that he's like, "This is how she was killed," which means she was killed, not that oh the symbiote the, her new symbiote was in went to her too late and she died that way. Okay, so um, Mel, you need to be the yeah, deciding go. factor here. Okay, wow, how do I phrase this? I'm going to give you two options. Uh, one okay. of these is what the Tokoro were trying to do. I, I can't figure it out. Sure. I also can't figure out how to phrase that question for some fucking reason. <laughs> anyway, um, one, they're stupid because they both, like they said later, we suspected. That's either them being stupid or they're just like literally like scrambling and lying. <laughs> um, so it's either, either way, that part of it doesn't really matter. Either they both suspected slash are lying and then on top of that, just for some fucking reason, didn't do an autopsy to find out what mm-hmm. actually killed them. Because it still has to communicate to them that they need to check for this. And then they're like, oh shit, yeah, you're right. So <laughs> so it's either that, that they're stupid or mm-hmm. or they're just massive assholes because they think that the humans are just that stupid. Um, Why not both? I mean, I guess it could be secret option number three. <laughs> I think I it's just, both. <laughs> yeah, because I'm just kind of like, wait. What? <laughs> How did you not do an autopsy? How did this have know. to be a reveal? Why does this have to be? You're just so desperate to have this be a communicated thing to him via, like, you couldn't think of anything else to be the mental communication thing. You had to make it this. Yeah, absolutely. It's, 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 it's fundamentally dumb. <laughs> you're not wrong. But yeah, so he tells SGC that uh, she got killed by the gold and so they immediately rush back to the tokra and they're like hey this guy is bad and anise is like yeah we uh we kind of suspected and they're like and you're not doing anything about it you're like get him out and they're like no no if we know and he doesn't know that we know we can feed him wrong information and we've already had this discussion where it's like, it would have been better if they had known from the beginning and this guy had signed up to be this kind of tool uh, instead of it just being, a, oh, after she died, we suspected, which is No, instead nonsense. he's just a tool. It's, it's Yeah. And it's the, they have this whole conflict where it's like, oh, well, you know, he didn't sign up for that. And she's like, he knew there was a risk. And, you know, it's, it's a, they just want to keep pushing that whole conflict where SGC has a very firm idea about how to do things and the Tokra are spies. So they do things a little bit, a little bit bad, a little bit like, oh, that's, that's not nice. Like, oh, they're spies. They're not going to be nice. You know, that nonsense. You know what's also really stupid about this whole thing? What? You know who already has a relationship with Teal'c and Braytac? And has been established on screen. Fucking Dreyok. Yeah. Why introduce this bitch? I know I'm cheating a little bit, but down the line, they have no problem just killing her off anyway. Mm-hmm. So. I don't know, man. Because she's dead by the time that T'Pol comes around. True. I can't remember. I don't remember the logistics of it. I don't fucking. It doesn't fucking matter. No. Her character ultimately doesn't fucking matter. If you're going to kill this woman anyway, if you're going to dispose of her anyway, and you're wanting to establish an emotional connection and then, you know, do that bullshit fridging thing. Mm-hmm. If you're going to do all of this, why not have it be Dreyok? Right. She can, you know, have shown up and just been like, hey, guess what? You're not the only parent who can abandon their child. And left him in the care of Braytac, which is where he's going to end up fucking anyway. Mm-hmm. 
why not just use Dreyok? You know, she can still be somebody Hell, You know, because my husband's this dude who's uh, our ex, whatever the fuck, how, establish their marriage however you will. This dude who I've had a deep connection with has been instrumental in, up, in up, upheaving my entire life and ideology. Yeah. That would be an excellent reason to start doing some deep meditation and start defying some rules. Like, by the way, we've always been told this. Hey, I can think for myself. I'm a powerful woman who's attracted somebody like Teal'c. You know, like I would have thought Teal'c be into somebody strong and awesome. So mm-hmm. it would have been complete. I just popped my shoulder so hard there. I bet my <laughs> microphone caught that. Yeah, it did. But yeah, so like bringing this bitch in, Shanak, is just so unnecessary when you already have somebody who could have been used, I think, quite effectively here. And at least it would have lent something to the death. And on top of that, we would have felt literally anything on top of it because this this chick was literally only on the screen for like 10 minutes. Mm-hmm. It's impossible to have any sort of connection. It's impossible to give a shit. I don't care how, a good, how good of a job Christopher Judge is trying to do acting out that death you know, goodbye, whatever. It doesn't fucking matter. We don't care. We she don't care is meaningless. Yeah, She's exactly. meaningless. She literally has no meaning. She hasn't had time to gain any. No. But Dreyok has. So I'm just mm-hmm. sitting here going like, wait, I, I, light bulb? What the fuck? You're not wrong. Oh, there was also, so on top of all the other issues we've seen, uh, societal issues that Catherine Powers uh, puts into her writing, and not in a good way. There was also a nice little gay panic moment um, the first time they come see the Tok'ra. Yeah, I didn't when, catch that. Uh, it's when it's when Anise is greeting them at the at their gate or whatever, and she she shakes Sam's hand and then says, "Your dad told me to give that to you," and the big old kiss to Colonel O'Neill, and then. Jack has, like, the gay panic reaction. They're like, oh, I think that was supposed to be reverse. Oh, see, I guess I didn't catch that because I, I, uh, I chose to see that as a baby squee moment. <laughs> like, no, 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 dude, dude, you don't understand. I, uh, I kind of, I, I need to, I want to fuck your daughter. <laughs> so, no. But that but was just supposed me to be like, choosing you know, to see that in a different light entirely. It's supposed to be that, you know, just the fact that they've made it a reaction at all. Like, it could have just been, oh, I... First of all, it didn't even need to be in there. <laughs> but, like, just, like... There's a lot of shit that didn't need to be in here. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but, yeah, so they basically leave... It, the, the episode ends, like, yeah, uh, we know he's bad, but we're going to feed him wrong information so that the goal will get bad information from him, and we're going to keep him around. And SGC's not happy about that. Uh, Teal does try to, like, charge after him and kill him on his own. Which was the scene you talked about where it was almost good directing of, like, the fight down the hallway and the chase. Yeah, like, I like what they're but, trying like, to do with, like, the camera following choppy. him so shaky yeah. cam style and everything. I did kind of get, like, it was almost like uh, Mad Max Fury Road. Yeah. Where, uh, I do love that scene um, where in the beginning where he's escaped and he's running down the hallway. The director actually purposely pulled shots so that it would mm-hmm. give it a skippy kind of feel. So that it would feel like oh, you lost yeah. time and make it, make you feel disoriented. It was a... Uh, yeah it's awesome it's awesome it's it's awesome <laughs> so it almost had that feel almost yeah, almost and i can i understand that you're limited and blah 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 <laughs> yeah but i just i don't understand where the limits are with having a camera that can follow for example if you're doing shaky cam why can't you just have a shoulder mount person following through while he does all this why do you need to go one segment of the hallway cut tiny segment of the hallway cut 
tiny mm-hmm. segment of the hallway. Cut. It's like, or, or, or we could follow and have the same kind of disorienting feel of, okay, oh, dude, there he is. Okay, bam, bam, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, it, it would be like having to, you know, real-time react feel just right. like Teal'c is having to do. So, I, I don't know. I don't know. I just, I feel like the ball, I feel like it was kind of missed. And I feel like it could be because of whatever limitations you have with filming, but I also don't see how couldn't have done the other thing. Yeah. Uh, but basically, the episode ends with them basically strong-arming Teal'c into not trying to kill this man and keeping the charade up, um, and him having, like, a last confrontation, quote-unquote, with Are the guy. Are we supposed to buy that this is supposed to be him doing a good job right? acting? Because I don't know, man. I-, I don't know what he's trying to indicate here. I don't know if I'm just missing the point. But it also looks like he's just barely holding it in check, and it's like looks kind of like Tannis is just like an idiot. I don't know, man. I think obviously they wanted to make it so that he looks like he's struggling, but this whole episode is struggling. <laughs> yeah, I'm struggling. I guess I'm so, keen to see this in the worst light possible, so it just could be that I'm missing the point. The episode ends with Teal'c basically promising Mythos that he will see him again. Yeah, we'll like I said, this again. is supposed. To- like, I literally just wrote down this, like, first I wrote down, wow, one awesome-ish chase scene does not say this shit show, and then, wow, sure, Tanith totally falls for this. Yeah, right. But yeah, that's that's the episode. It's it's bad. It's it's poorly written on top of that, with not even attempting to make plot points make sense. It's just a yeah, bad episode. I know. It's so sloppy. Like, we tend to not enjoy her episodes anyway, for the most part, although we have given her, like, one or two very thin but thin thumbs up but like this one is honestly i would say that her sloppiest one yeah i uh much like what i feel like she did i just give up yeah i think she was just done trying i don't i i don't know i have no excuses for this it's just so bad well at least we're done talking about it uh so on that note, I guess let's just go straight into what's our Joaquin Phoenix for this episode. Thumbs down. Oh my god. Double it's, thumbs it's down. Bad. Kill it with fire. I looked that up once. I was trying to figure out like where it came from. And my, I lost my mind at the definition, which was to exterminate with extreme prejudice. <laughs> I mean, that's not wrong. <laughs> it was it was perfect. I was so yeah. happy with it. I just couldn't stop laughing because that's such a that's such a thing to read. So I I'm sure this will be a little bit difficult because uh, the actors try their best, but nobody's given much to do in this episode. Um, yeah. Are you a Jack or are you a Daniel in this episode? Um, I I'm literally just going off the sole moment of light in the beginning uh i'm going off that I'm, I'm i'm a jack because i would say something honestly s- stupid sarcastic like that too it's like <laughs> well i was told braytac is coming through braytac uh you look different <laughs> god that was another like plot hole like her explanation for why braytac didn't come through was so thin and nothing <laughs> daniel had moments i just don't care i'm i'm done yeah I'm gonna have to go with Daniel almost explicitly for the don't worry about it with the uh the gods <laughs> because of the fact that like when he's and all actually no that because when he said that I was like yeah a lot of the gods are kind of like that where it's like don't worry about it too much <laughs> um like I felt that answer in my bones really uh but also the other thing I felt in my bones was him being like can you stop walking away while I'm talking to you <laughs> 
Oh shit! I did forget. Um, Peter Deloise was the uh, in that slightly awesome chase scene. He was he was that Toker guard that Teal kind of linebackers. Oh wow, <laughs> that's awesome. Speaking of slight bright moments, yeah. So I'm I'm Daniel for those two moments. But don't worry about that. And can you stop walking away from me while I'm talking to you? <laughs> I would definitely be like Braytag. Did you get glasses? <laughs> Something's different. Yeah. I just, I can't quite put my finger on it. That makes me think of, um, I can't even remember where, where this joke is from, but there's some show or movie or something where there's a joke of, like, somebody um, changed something about themselves, <laughs> and, like, all of the ensembles start saying, like, oh, is it this? And it's, like, all the stuff that, like, is not that much of a change or like obviously hasn't been changed and then the one person in the group who doesn't get that they're all pulling a joke about like oh i wonder what's different about you goes it's this this is what's different about them <laughs> it's i have something. no idea which one you're referencing but i feel like it's a cliche has been in a few so probably but like there's one i'm thinking of specifically where it was yeah, like I have no idea, the sorry. whole joke was the fact that this care this character did not get like the social humor aspect of it like it's this this is what's different about them okay thank you thank you <laughs> okay so you're jack that's it for this episode uh next week we are covering season four episode five divide and conquer in the summary for this episode when an sgc soldier under the influence of a gold mind device mind control device attempts to assassinate a high council member SG-1 must uncover other potential assassins, even amongst themselves, before the president arrives for a crucial summit meeting. Is this a follow-up to Upgrades? Yeah. Yes. Wow, they didn't waste any time to do the follow-up to Upgrades, did they? Yeah, no, uh, sorry, I'm just, like, it's such a mood swing for me because I was so, I hate this episode so much, but I love next week's, um. Well, there you go. It's, it's, just, it's a reward uh, for getting through this. And then the, and the one after that's yeah. even better. Well, not yeah. even better, but, you know, it's yeah. it's a fun one. It'll also be my uh, two out of three for Anise because, honestly, the first time I thought she honest, I thought she sounded pretty American, it seemed to me anyway. I could have just been, like, really laughably bad at uh, hearing it. This set week, uh -huh. I did hear a lot of English or attempted it. It sounded like she was slipping more than, <laughs> slipping more than anything. Yeah. Like, she was uh, struggling, like we all were. Next <laughs> week, I'm going to pay <laughs> we attention We were all for struggling. <laughs> right, so I'm going to be paying attention for it. Um, until then... If you want to get a hold of us, you can find me on Twitter at itsmelnotless or our podcast Twitter at pointoforiginpc. You can also email us at pointoforigincast at gmail.com or write something on the side of a tissue box and toss it through the nearest wormhole. You can find links to things we talked about during the show in the show notes. And if you like the show, don't forget to subscribe and leave a review. Thank you for joining us on our incursion through the iris and until next time. <laughs>